In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Seated. It's good to be back. St. Luke's. One of you asked me this morning, where's your film crew? And I, I said, that, did Robert tell you that I am so vain I don't travel except with a film crew? Uh, that was a one-time thing. That was a program. It wasn't my idea. Anyway, I'm back and uh, without the film crew. Um, today, first of the year, first chapter of the Gospel of John, we get to hear the very first words of Jesus. Very first time he speaks in the Gospel of John. And the first words he speaks, he, he speaks in response. Some people come looking for Jesus, looking, trying to, no doubt, maybe they've heard something about him. They want to figure out who he is, what he's up to. And so the very first words that Jesus speaks to them, interestingly, is a question. What are you looking for? Then when they continue to press him, he says to them uh, simply, hey, come and see. And that's kind of good because some of you may have heard Jesus talking before. And, you know, sometimes he does teaching that can be hard to understand. Sometimes he lays on us ethical obligations that are very difficult to fulfill. Uh, sometimes there is judgment, criticism of us and the way we're living. Today, his very first words, though, are just simply a question. Uh, hey, what are you looking for? What is your heart's desire? What is your need? And that's kind of good because, well, in other words, is when we come saying, who are you? He talks about us. And hey, we're all North American consumer people. Uh, we love that kind of question. Hey, hey, before I say anything about me, uh, uh, what are you? Who, who, what are you looking for? And I mean, and who doesn't like to talk about yourself? And, and in fact, that may be one reason we, we come to church. We were busy uh, coming here with, with our desires and our needs and our questions. Um, sometimes Jesus says to us, hey, Notice your neighbor. Uh, feel your neighbor's needs more pressingly than you feel your own. Well, today it's different. His very first words are, hey, what do you, what, what are you looking for? I know in the Catholic Church, it used to, when a couple would bring forth a baby for baptism, the priest would begin the rite of baptism by simply asking, what do you seek from the church? That's a good way to begin. But, but it implies, there's a possibility, 
that maybe what they're seeking from the church is not what the church is giving. There's that possibility. Uh, what, what, what is it you're looking for in, in being here? Uh, I remember uh, downloading a sermon uh, from a famous preacher. He's preached a lot more people than I have, and better known than I am, and uh, I'm not going to mention his name, but he's at a large church in Houston, Texas. Anyway, and uh, so the, preacher, the topic of the preacher's sermons was how to get more out of worship, how to get more out of Sunday morning. And the preacher said, you can't just show up. No, you, you've got to prepare yourself. You've got to put yourself in the right frame of mind. You only get as much out of worship as you put into it. You, and the way you prepare yourself is ask yourself some questions. What is my greatest need in my life at the moment? Uh, what, what, what do I need help with from God? What, what is it that I need doing that only God can do? What are, what are some questions I have about the faith that need to be answered, you show up, you start with your appropriate questions. Uh, but uh, be careful, because uh, that, uh, remember now, we live in a certain kind of culture where the question, hey, what are you looking for? That can be uh, a conflicted question. And first of all, there's a chance when I'm asked, hey, what do you really need? You're going to get back from me a response, uh, here are my needs as I define my needs. There's a possibility that what I think I need is not what I really need. I remember I was in college, uh, a college administrator, a dean of students, saying to me, you know, your problem is you don't know what your problem is. <laughs> and I may have said something like, okay, th that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my whole life, to which he may have said, look, kid, you've only had about 19 years of life, so, uh, but, uh, you know, it's, well, he had a point. Sometimes it's a problem with need is that I don't know which needs are most important. Uh, a seminarian will, will say uh, to me, I said, Harold, why are you here at seminary preparing to be a pastor? And then Harold says, because I like meeting people's needs. And I said, all right, that's just one of the things you don't understand about ministry. Uh, Harold, that, that might be a good response in like Haiti, the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. But trouble is, you're going to be working with people in North Carolina. And um, we've already solved most of our needs, biblical needs, that the Bible cares about, like food, clothing, housing, with our checkbooks. So we've gone on to fulfilling other needs, like a sense of meaning in life, or joy, or sexual fulfillment, or whatever. You, you know, uh, 
we're living in a country that uh, we're presided over by a constitution, constitutional democracy, which says you are mostly a bundle of rights, rights, and, and the purpose of this country is to help you uh, exercise the maximum number of your rights. Okay, what well, trouble is, uh, in our environment, desire gets jacked up to the level of need. I want it, therefore I, I got to have it. And desire gets jacked up to the level of need, need gets further elevated to the level of rights. And my desires are just a bottomless pit. I, I'm a victim of advertising. The whole point of advertising is to stimulate your desires, to, to give you desires you didn't know you had till you watched this advertisement. Oh, now I need, and, and Harold, you go out there in the church and you say, hi, I'm here to meet your needs. You can be working full time. And uh, no wonder so many clergy end up exhausting running errands for people that are just this constant bundle of omnivorous needs. Uh, what are you looking for? Well, I got a friend answers the phone saying, hello, this is David, how can I help you? And I, I sit there and say, uh, 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 I, I, I don't know. I, I was just calling to see how you were doing. I called to have a conversation. I, uh, but, and I'm thinking, okay, if I had any sense, I'd say, oh, okay, uh, give me $10,000 right now in cash. Uh, that's how you can help me. Uh, but, but it's kind of like we expect school, church, our professional life, business, families, Hey, what is it you need? Uh, our purpose is here to fulfill it. And it's, it's only natural in that kind of situation that, that the church should be about me. Uh, what is, is Jesus encouraging that and, and saying, what is it you're looking for? Or maybe Jesus is, is saying, hey, what, what are you looking for? because I may not be what you're looking for. Spoiler alert, you go on the rest of the Gospel of John, you're gonna find out that you got a bunch of people looking for things. Some people looking for more bread. Other people are looking for a king who will finally take charge, raise an army, run these Romans out. Uh, other people are, are looking for some teaching that is just like the teaching that they've always heard from scripture that they know to be true. Let's hear that reiterated again. They're going to be frustrated by Jesus. There will be people in John's gospel who will say, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm sorry, this, this is not what I was looking for. Uh, I'm, I'm checking out. Uh, and so therefore, it can be a risky thing for the church to say, hey, what is it you just think you got to have to make your life worth living? Well, oh, 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 we can provide that. A person sent me a bulletin uh, 
newsletter from an Episcopal church a number of years ago and circled this and it said in there, uh, diabetes is a terrible disease that afflicts, I don't know, 50 million Americans every year. Diabetes, it's a disease that has many different complications. Very important to get your diabetes diagnosed. Your priest was formerly uh, a medical lab technician. So therefore, out of concern for you, uh, next Sunday, if you bring to church a urine sample <laughs> in a securely sealed bottle label, your priest is happy to give you a free diabetes test. Okay, that, all right. I'm, I'm not an Episcopalian, but still, that seems weird. Uh, and, and yet, it's so easy for, to get confused in a consumeristic culture to think, oh yeah, church is where I come for me, to be ministered unto for me. Uh, what are you looking for? The very first words Jesus speaks to us. And maybe he's trying to say, it, it's not me. Some of you have found this to be true of Jesus. You, uh, I remember the person who said, you know, I was kind of shaken during today's service because I realized I came here thinking, uh, uh, hey God, here, here's what you can do for me this week. I need a sense of peace. I need a little less anxiety. I need, and uh, during the service, it, it was just like God kind of said, no, here's what you can do for me. Uh, well, uh, maybe that's the point of worship. After the pandemic, churches have had difficulty, people coming back after the pandemic. Uh, one preacher says, you know, they, they get everything they want by staying home now from Amazon. All they got to do is just sit home, it shows up at the front door, and maybe they think Jesus the same way. You know, I just sit here. And uh, I sit in my pajamas with the uh, coffee cake go down the front of my, and I'm watching to and that, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, some of that. Some people are frightened about their health and, and, and maybe others say, you know, I can live without church. My life is just fine. Why would I come to church if my life is not screwed up and I need some help or something? I'm doing fine. Yeah, I'm, I don't need to come back. But it's a possibility that maybe some people are finding it hard to come back because they, they came back to church after the pandemic, uh, seeking comfort and consolation and help and care and all. And they met Jesus. Uh, Jesus sometimes does consolation and care and comfort you, but, but he's also about a lot more than that. Maybe they came to church and they met Jesus and thought, Wow, uh, that's, a, that's a lot more God than I was looking for. Uh, I'm okay. Yeah, I, I probably won't be back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's easy to get confused. So maybe Jesus is saying, hey, ask yourself a basic question. What are you looking for? 
In that sermon I reported from the unnamed preacher in Houston that grins a lot, um, that uh, he, he went on the sermon and said, ask questions, you've got to prepare yourself, you've got to do homework, you've got to come in a teachable spirit in the right frame of mind, ask important questions about your life and yourself. Notice anything missing in that sermon? God. <laughs> it's, it's implying, I mean, just the statement, you only get out of worship what you put into it. <laughs> Thank God that's not true. <laughs> uh, no, what, what if worship is, is what God does rather than what you do? What if your relationship with God is up to God? Is God's self-assignment? I think Jesus Christ demonstrates that. You can't get yourself in the right mind to come to me. I'm going to have to come to you. Uh, after asking that question, what are you looking for? That question that is so freighted and challenging. Jesus makes one more statement here. He moves from a question to exhortation, I guess. Uh, and, and that is just simply come and see. Come and see. I, I, what is that? Uh, is that a command? Come, see. Come to me. Yeah, could be. Is it an invitation? Hey, hey, just come on, welcome. Come, see. Is it a threat? I, we're on the Martin Luther King weekend, and I remember overhearing a conversation when someone said, Dr. King is speaking in Atlanta at the Peachtree United Methodist Church. Let's go down there, let's see him. Dr. King is preaching down there. You know, I know how you feel about some of these subjects. If you could just hear Dr. King preach, if you could just see him, I, I bet you, and he said, Let, let's go, I'll, I'll do the driving, let's go down, hear Dr. King speak. And the person said, no, I'm not going to hear Dr. King speak, because if I did go hear Dr. King speak, I'm afraid that I'd end up as screwed up as you are. <laughs> uh, is it an invitation? Is it a command? Is it a threat? Uh, hey, come and see. I, I was thinking about that as the scripture's being read, and I, I thought, <laughs> this, this, I mean, you, the window, the, the ascension window back, weird. Uh, uh, your icons that you've added here, uh, different. Yeah, these strange people that have a, they look different from me. What, what, what is that about? What, what you, you know, I've, here's a woman holding a baby. Uh, what, what? And, uh, and maybe what St. Luke's says when somebody says, you know, I've got some issues about Christian faith and I'm just not too sure about, you know, all that miracle stuff in the Bible and I, I'm, a, I'm a biology major and, uh, you know, I've been thinking. And maybe St. Luke says, hey, 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 hey. Come and see. 
They walk in, they look at that window and say, wow, what is that? What, what, what is that supposed to mean? And St. Louis will say, just, just look at it. That's all we want you, just look at it. Yeah. And uh, it'll, it'll come to you. Uh, and it may not come to you, but that's okay, just look at it. I don't, I don't know all of you that well, but I'm sure if I had more time with your priest, Father Robert could tell me that most of you are not all that great at being Christian, okay? I'm just, I'm assuming that. And, um, you know, and, you know, Father Robert could tell me, they don't know anything about Christian doctrine. And I said, well, that's when they thank God I'm an Episcopalian and don't need to, you know, it ain't that much. No, uh, they, they, you, you, you find it hard to find your way around the Bible. And I'm sure if he wanted to get personal, Father Robert could tell me, hey, <laughs> and they have broken more than one of the Ten Commandments too. And they got problems and all. Uh, yeah, okay. So maybe you need to just thank God that you come looking for God this morning and Jesus meets you not with exhortation, not with scolding, and not with a to-do list for next week. He just says, uh, what are you looking for? And he follows that up by simply saying, hey, hey, come and see. I hope you hear that as good news. There may be a lot of things you don't understand about the Christian faith. There may be a lot of the ways you fall short in your discipleship. But you have been completely obedient this morning. You've obeyed Jesus. You are here. And you're looking. Hmm. Look at you.